Hello and welcome to Season 1, Episode 8 of the NFL Chat Table. In this episode, we're going to talk about the ASC, the NFC West, their strengths and weaknesses on offense and defense, and everything else you want to know. Hey guys, let's just go ahead and start with the AFC West and the Denver Broncos. I think that the Denver Broncos have a good team. I mean, their quarterback situation has improved somewhat because they got Teddy Bridgewater this year. I think that's something big for them. Um, They've got a great wide receiver in Jerry Judy. And this year, Melvin Gordon is the locked-in starter for running back um, versus last year when Phillip Lindsay was trying to take over too. Uh, tight end, they've got Noah Fant. He's pretty good. He's consistent with catching the ball. Um, but back to Jerry Judy, he was a rookie last year. And, I mean, he got 113 targets, 52 receptions, 856 yards, and three touchdowns. That's good. I mean, for a rookie, that's good. It's not like Tyreek Hill level who got 17 touchdowns last year. But it's still really good. That is... That's a good wide receiver. That's someone. That's a rookie that can't evolve into someone like Tyreek Hill. I watched some of the Broncos games. Jerry Judy has really, he's got a lot of explosive factor. If they can get him the ball enough, he can turn it into touchdowns. Uh, I think that Melvin Gordon definitely isn't like a Derrick Henry or an Alvin Kamara, but is he's very consistent. He can be probably like a Josh Jacobs, you know, Good third down runner, consistent power back, you know, someone that you can give the ball and he'll get at least some yards. And that's that's something good for a um a running back. But um quarterback wise, I mean they've got Drew Locke. He's not that great. He's old and he's slow. Um they've got Teddy Bridgewater, who's a lot better. He's young, he can run, and he can throw pretty accurately. I mean, he didn't do great in uh in Carolina, but he still did pretty well. He didn't do awful. Um, I think that, I mean, this division that the Broncos are in is really hard contested, as you'll see uh, later. But um, I think that they definitely have a chance to make it um, number one. I mean, if they play hard and they play well, they'll probably they could they have a chance. I mean. Offensively, they have a chance, but it really all depends on their defense. Um, you know, they've got they've got Von Miller rushing. He got injured last year, um, but hopefully he'll be a factor in their uh, pass rushing game. Um, if maybe if they can uh, get the quarterback to throw quicker than he wants to, then they can get some more interceptions and some more turnovers. But um, they definitely do have a good. Uh, secondary, a good um, man-to-man coverage. They've got good safeties, good linebackers. They have a good team, and I think, I think they have a legitimate chance to make it top of the AFC West or go in as a wild card to the playoffs. You know, I don't think they have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. I don't see them as a Super Bowl team, but I do see them as a playoff team if they get their heads in the game, and if Jerry Judy stays uninjured. That's a big thing. All right, moving on to the Kansas City Chiefs. So last year, obviously, they made it to the Super Bowl against the Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. They didn't score a single touchdown. They scored three field goals instead. Everyone knows that. One of those field goals was because of taunting 
by a defensive player. They probably wouldn't have gotten a field goal on that drive. Um, I mean, I can understand what happened with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes had turf toe, so it hurt to run, which and when he, so that when he was running, it made it harder to concentrate on throwing because his foot hurt so much. I remember he was uh, he was telling some people after the game, it hurts so like the only way I could run out of the pocket, I had to curl my toes and run. Imagine, I mean, he had to put so much mental capacity into running alone, much less throwing. And his receivers, I mean, they were playing well, but they weren't playing their hearts out. After the first half, they kind of shut off. I mean, as soon as Patrick Mahomes started getting better, I'm sure they would start back on again and start doing great. But, I mean, they shut off and they stayed off. They couldn't catch, really. It also didn't hurt that the Buccaneers' defense was attacking Patrick Mahomes. But he's Patrick Mahomes. He's a really, really good quarterback. He had one throw in that game. He was parallel to the ground, diving, flicked it up with his wrist. It went like 30 yards up in the air, was right on target to Tyree Kill, but it got tipped by a a white defender, uh, Devon White, I think it was, in like the last second. He made it so that it was a throw that didn't get intercepted when he was diving. And it was right on target. It was just a good play by the defense. The defense ran supreme in that game. The offense struggled to survive. I'm surprised that the offense got three field goals in that game. I mean, everyone associates Kansas City Chiefs. They're so great. They're awesome. They're, they just have a really good offense. And that offense wins you games. But your defense does just as good. They've got Tyron Matthew, who was so mad after that game. But they got Tyron Matthew, and that's that's kind of it. They don't really have great cornerbacks. They've got Chris Jones rushing, and again, that's really it. I mean, a great rusher against an offensive line that's stacked, you can't expect to get great pressure on Tom Brady there. So what do you do? Well, you hope that your uh, secondary holds up. It didn't. It didn't. So the Chiefs, they did not get a first-round pick this year. That could that could kill them, or it could revive them because they got an offensive lineman out of it. Their offensive line is completely new this year. But in addition to Patrick Mahomes, who got 4,740 yards of the regular season last year, which is insane, uh, they've also got Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who he's a shifty running back, but he's also good on the receiving game. That's good when you've got Patrick Mahomes. But um, he's not that great. He's a running back out of LSU. He's definitely better than their old running back, Damian Williams. But he's nothing spectacular. He's no Alvin Kamara or Derrick Henry. Uh, they've also got Tyreek Hill, who is undoubtedly one of the best receivers in the league. Right up there with Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, and, Deon- and Devontae Adams. I mean, it's like those four are the top four receivers in the NFL. They light the house up. I mean, Josh Allen to Stephon Diggs is probably going to be a wide receiver quarterback combo that you hear about forever. Patrick Mahomes to Tyree Kill is going to be a wide receiver quarterback um, combination that you hear about forever. 
Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams is going to be a wide receiver, a wide receiver quarterback hookup that you're going to hear about forever. Kyler Murray to DeAndre Hopkins is going to be a wide receiver quarterback matchup that you're going to hear about forever. All of these what wide receivers are good, and Tyree Kill made it into that. He was like, what, a sixth and our seventh round pick, and he fought his way to number one. He's the fastest receiver in the NFL. He's got really sharp cuts. How do you guard that? You put your best cornerback on him and pray for help. And then they've also got Travis Kelsey. When you've got Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey on the same team, what do you expect is going to happen? They put their best cornerback on Travis Kelsey, uh, on Tyreek Hill. Travis Kelsey just runs a simple up and out, and you've got him wide open because he beats his cornerback or linebacker, whoever's guarding him. They leave him in one-on-one coverage so often because they're worried about Tyreek Hill and McCole Hardman. You can't do that. The thing with Patrick Mahomes that defenses can't stop is the fact that... um. He spreads the ball around so effectively. He's almost as good of a ball surgeon as Tom Brady. He can put the ball exactly where it needs to be. He had one play where he was like running. He throws it across his body. He was running to the left, throwing to the right. And he like puts it right into the hands of one of his receivers for a touchdown. I mean, it's amazing that he was able to do that. Another one of his plays, he threw a no-looker. He was looking one way through the other. It was insane. He's an insane quarterback. He is really, really good. He's a uh, he's a quarterback that you want for a team. But their defense, like I said, they have a pretty good secondary. Not great, but pretty good. If you've got a quarterback like Tom Brady or Justin Herbert or people that are really good with placing the ball exactly where it needs to be, That's that's not going to happen. I mean, it's your secondary is not going to hold up against people like that. But if you've got a quarterback like Lamar Jackson that's not insanely accurate, you're good. Your secondary will hold up just fine. Um, but also, I mean, they've got a good rusher in Chris Jones, but that's kind of their only rusher. People double-team Chris Jones – and everyone else in single cup in single um in single and then you're fine. You don't need to cover anyone else, especially if you've got an offensive line like the Buccaneers. But um they have a good team. They will I think they will definitely make it to the playoffs this year. Again, like I said, the AFC West is a hard region. Uh it's got the Broncos, the Raiders, and the Chargers as well as the Chiefs. This is a hard, a hard division. You just, Patrick Mahomes has just got to play well. And if he does, he keeps winning games, he'll go on to the playoffs again. He'll go on to the championship again. He'll go on to the Super Bowl. Maybe against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers again so they can have a rematch. But, you know, maybe the Chargers will come out on top this year. They have the team to do that. But we won't find out until the season starts, so who knows? All right, moving on to the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders, they have a pretty good team. I mean, their running back, Josh Jacobs, he's definitely no Derrick Henry. 
oh, he's a good power back. He's a good, reliable third down and one back. He's someone you will hand the ball off to because you know he can muscle for those extra yards if you need them. They've also got um, wide receivers like Henry Ruggs. It's a great wide receiver. And um, Hunter Winfro, who's a really fast wide receiver. Not as fast as Tyree Kill, but still a really fast wide receiver. And then you've got Darren Waller. Darren Waller is an insane tight end. He's a great tight end. I mean, you throw it to him. He's got really good release, and he can play, like, anywhere. Um, whether it's in the slot, in the tight end position, at, lined up as a wide receiver, even in the backfield. He can play fullback. He can even play running back if you need him, need to. He's fast. He's big. He's reliable. He's like a Derrick Henry that can catch, except he's not that powerful. But, um, I mean, if Travis Kelsey was a little bit faster and a little bit smaller, that would be Darren Waller. I mean, he he's not as big as Travis Kelsey, but he's just as productive. I mean, he's just as powerful in the pass game as Travis Kelsey. I mean, they've got a good team. They've got a really good team on offense. And then on defense... They've got a good secondary. They've got an okay rushing. Uh, I think both of those things could be patched up. But, you know, I think if their offense gets them enough points, their defense is eventually going to get a takeaway. So, um, the Raiders, I don't see them as a Super Bowl team. I do see them as a playoff team if they fight. Now, I think that the AFC West... All four of the teams should make it to the playoffs. They have the talent to make it to the playoffs. But only one or two are going to be able to go. You can't have all four going into wild card and one win in the division. It doesn't matter how good their records are. But, I mean, the Raiders could come out on top against the Chiefs, the Broncos, and the Chargers. I doubt it, but they could. I think their main contender here are the Chargers and the Chiefs. I don't think the Broncos are that great. I think they're good. I just don't think they're that great. Their main, The Raiders' main contenders are definitely the Chiefs and the Chargers. Can they make it to the playoffs? I don't know. Should they make it to the playoffs? I don't know. Do they have the talent to make it to the playoffs? Absolutely. But, you know, maybe they'll come out on top. Maybe. Maybe. I doubt it, but maybe. All right, now it's time for my absolute favorite team in the AFC West, and that is the Los Angeles Chargers. The Los Angeles Chargers are just awesome. They have such good and young talent on offense and defense. I mean, just take their quarterback just to start. Justin Herbert, he had a 4,000-yard passing game last year. I mean, he had 4,500 total yards. And 36 total touchdowns. That's like all pros level. And guess what? He was a rookie last year. A rookie out of Oregon. That is a quarterback you want. He had five rushing touchdowns, 234 rushing yards. Because he kept throwing to his receivers. I mean, he's got some of the best receivers in the league in Mike Williams and, um, and Keenan Allen. 
Keenan Allen is such good at route running. He's got really good hands. Mike Williams is great in the deep ball. And then you've got Austin Eckler, who's in another class by himself. He's like an an Alvin Kamara and a Christian McCaffrey. He can run and catch. He is huge in the receiving game. He is a huge contender for linebackers. I mean, he gets the ball. He'll juke you out like nothing else. I mean, and then you've got the tight ends. Last year, they had Hunter Henry, who was a really good tight end. I mean, a really good tight end. This year, they've got um, they've got Jared Cook. I think personally that that's a legitimate downgrade from Hunter Henry. I think that Jared Cook's good. I think that Jared Cook is really good. Has really good hands, good release, good speed. But I just think Hunter Henry's better. I don't think that they should have gotten rid of Hunter Henry. For uh, honestly, he was a uh, free agent, I think. So, you know, Jared Cook was probably a good go- a good way to go. But I definitely think that just by looking at this offense, the Chargers, if if they don't make it into the playoffs. Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, and one of the one of the wide receivers, either Keenan Allen or Mike Williams, is gonna have to get hurt. If Justin Herbert gets injured, whatever quarterback there is is just gonna throw to Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Austin Eckler. And those got those three guys can make big plays. If the running back gets hurt, they still got a good running back in Kalen Ballage. He's pretty good. But uh if one of the two wide receivers gets hurt, gets hurt, the other one will take over. They've got a really good team just in their offense. Then you move over to their defense. I mean, first thing you look at is Joey Bosa. A beast. He is just a beast. He is young, and he's one of the best rushers in the NFL right now. He is so good. He will change the tempo of a game with a strip sack. He is that good. He is just so powerful off the edge. He is so good. And then their secondary is just really good, too. I mean, they've got some really good safeties. Um, they've got some really good cornerbacks. They have a great team. They have a team that can contend with the Kansas City Chiefs back-to-back Super Bowl appearances. The, that Those Chiefs. The Chargers are good. Last year, they only won a few because... Other teams kept getting last-second overtime or fourth quor- late fourth-quarter touchdown drives to beat them out. Justin Herbert still did great. It's like looking at Matthew Stafford, who's underrated as a quarterback, but gets like 40 touchdowns and 4,000 yards. Justin Herbert, he got rookie of the year. He's a beast, but everyone's underrating the Chargers because they only won, what, four games? I mean... Another big thing for the Chargers, their offensive line wasn't great, but they went out, they got all pro center, um, like four or five time pro bowler from the Packers. They got a really good offensive lineman from the draft. Their offensive line is good now. Justin Herbert's going to be protected. He's just going to be able to dish the ball off to whoever's open with all the time in the world. If he does get pressured, he can use his legs which is all, which are almost as powerful as his arms. They have a great team. They should make it to the playoffs. 
they probably will make it to the playoffs. They just got to go through the Chiefs first. All right. That was it for the AFC West. And now we're moving on to the NFC West. Another hard division. This division has so many good teams. They've got the Cardinals, who barely missed the playoffs last year because they got beat by the Rams. Therefore, letting in the Bears, which I'm happy for the Rams for. They've got the Rams, who are really good, and beat the Seahawks in the um, in the playoffs. They've got the Seahawks, who are really good with Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf. And they've got the San Francisco 49ers, who suffered with injuries last year, but the year before they made it to the Super Bowl. If their guys stay healthy, they can make it to the playoffs. But the problem is health. So let's just go ahead and start with probably my favorite team in this league, in, in this division, sorry, the Arizona Cardinals. Okay, so the Cardinals are just really good. I mean, I'm just going to start with their quarterback. I'm actually going to start with their best play. Against the Bills last year, the last seconds of the fourth quarter, they were down by one score. Kyler Murray chucks a ball as deep as he can, okay? Before he chucks the ball, he's rolling out of the pocket. He's on the run. He's searching for receivers. He barely gets free from a rusher. I mean, he has to throw it away. He's like on the out-of-bounds line when he throws it. I mean, it goes like 51 yards in the air. It's a really well-thrown ball. Drops down right at DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins and three Bills receivers jump up to try and get it. Guess who comes down with it? DeAndre Hopkins. Touchdown. Game over. Cardinals win. It was an insane play. I did not watch it live because I didn't have it. I was watching another game. But I watched the replay legit 50 times. It was insane. I mean, that's like... That... That... I was talking about earlier. Wide receiver running... Uh, wide receiver quarterback combos that you'll hear about forever. One of them, DeAndre Hop- Kyler Murray to DeAndre Hopkins. That hookup right there. Kyler Murray to DeAndre Hopkins... 51 yards, barely getting it before he went out of the end zone. DeAndre Hopkins jumping up, catching it around three Bills defenders. That's going to be one that you're going to hear about forever. They're going to be showing that on TV forever. It's like the Franco Harris immaculate catch, Raiders-Steelers. It's an insane catch. They have a great team. They have a Super Bowl team. And it just got better this year. They had Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk. Great quarterback, really great wide receivers. DeAndre Hopkins came from the Texans. He turned the Cardinals from one of the worst teams to one of the best with just the added addition of him. That's how good he is, okay? Then you add A.J. Green, who they got this year, and Rondell Moore, who they got in the draft. Just start with A.J. Green. He's been in the league forever. He's a superstar. He's really good. He's a player. He will play his heart out for whatever team he's playing for. They kept him out of the preseason. He's that good. You don't keep teams out of the preseason like that. Sorry, you don't keep players out of the preseason like that. And then they've got um, Rondell Moore. Second round pick. Don't expect great things out of him. But he's a legitimate catch-and-run threat. He's a legitimate 
he's a legitimate threat downfield. He's a good receiver. He's definitely someone that can that can take over the wide receiver two or wide receiver three spot. I mean, no one's going to be able to take over the wide receiver one spot because of DeAndre Hopkins. The wide receiver two spot is, con- is contested between three different receivers, A.J. Green, Christian Kirk, and Rondell Moore. A.J. Green's old, so he's got a little bit of a disadvantage. Christian Kirk has got good hands, but Christian Kirk has good hands. Rondell Moore is young and spry and fast. A.J. Green has the added bonus of experience and explosive factor. So really, they're all three evenly matched. You can put any three, any one of them, due to whatever play. If you've got a quick slant, put in Rondell Moore. He's faster. If you've got a deep ball, put in uh, Christian Kirk. He's got better hands. If you've got a mid-range throw it, we need a first down, put in Christian Kirk. He's got good hands. If you want a big explosive play, you want someone who can get open, put in A.J. Green. He's really good at that. I mean, you've got a great offense. And then we haven't even gotten to running backs yet. Chase Edmonds. Last year they had Kenyon Drake. He did pretty well. He's at the Raiders now. But they've got Chase Edmonds. He is speedy. He is fast. He will break your ankles. And he's dominant in the catch-and-run game. I mean, he is an Austin Eckler. He is one of those really shifty really hard to contain running backs. They don't really have a great tight end, but they do have three great, four great wide receivers and a good running back and a great quarterback. That's an offense right there that I think should make it to the Super Bowl. That is a team that I see as a Super Bowl team. This is a team that I could see going to the Super Bowl and winning it undefeated. The second team ever to do that after the Dolphins. That's a good team, just by looking at their offense. We haven't even gotten to the defense yet. So let's go ahead and start. Buda Baker, strong safety. A beast. He had a 90-yard interception return. He got stopped by DK Metcalf in the play that everyone knows. DK Metcalf, from the opposite corner of the end zone, sees the pick, runs down Buda Baker. But he still took it 90 yards. He read Russell Wilson perfectly. DK Metcalf just made sure it wasn't a pick six. It would have been 99 yards. It would have been a touchdown. It would have sealed the game. The Cardinals ended up winning that game against the Seahawks, who made it to the playoffs. That proves how good they are. And honestly, they lost against the Rams because Kyler Murray got a concussion. So if they had won, and they had gone to the playoffs, who knows what they would have done. If Kyler Murray had stayed healthy, DeAndre Hopkins had stayed healthy, they would have been great. I mean, they've got a great secondary. They've got a really good secondary. But now we get to the defensive line, which is something else. So first up, they've got a guy that they've had for a while, Chandler Jones. He's really good. I mean, he's got a rushing attack that's really good. He is also he can also cover running backs like he could probably cover Derrick Henry because Derrick Henry's not that great in the receiving game. Now, running backs like Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara, heck no, he wouldn't have a chance. But he's a dominant rusher. He's a really good rusher. And then you've got JJ Watt. Just for a second, 
this isn't really Madden Madden 21 isn't Madden 22 sorry isn't really accurate because it's Madden it's a video game you can do things that you can never do in real life on Madden but I'm just going to take this as an example right here the Cardinals offensive line I mean they've got two x factors an x factor is like a really really good uh player so they've got two x factors on their defensive line that's how good J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones are. Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt combined, I mean, even against Tom Brady's offensive line, you double-team both of those guys, eventually they're going to get one of the other guys through. If you focus fire on those two, you've still got like two or three other pass rushers that can get to you. These guys are great. They are really good. They are powerful. J.J. Watt, I mean... Something that you never expect from a um, from a defensive lineman is a pick six. That's what J.J. Watt got last year. Grabbed it out of the air, went like 30 yards. He's a slow runner, too. No one can catch up to him. But, you know, they've got a really good offense, a really good defense. They have a team that should win the, um, the a- NFC West. But they still got to contend with the Rams, the Seahawks, and the 49ers. Who knows? Who knows? All right, moving on to the next team in the NFC West, the Los Angeles Rams. So early in the offseason last year, the Los Angeles Rams went out and traded Jared Goff for Matthew Stafford. Who do you think got the better end of that deal? I'll give you a hint. The Rams. The Rams just got a great quarterback who's underrated because he played for the Detroit Lions. I mean, the Detroit Lions have definitely had some good players. They've had Calvin Johnson, wide receiver. Great. Nicknamed Megatron. He is so great. Made a bunch of one-handed catches over the top of people. He was insanely fast. And then you've got, and they also had Barry Sanders, who's a great running back. And Matthew Stafford. I mean, if you put those three players on the same, on the same, um, the same team, but not the Lions, all three of those guys, like Calvin Johnson would have been a number one receiver and was would have been someone you would have heard about even more than when he was in Detroit. Barry Sanders would have been insane and would have been someone that you would have heard about forever, not just kind of heard about. Would have been someone in the history books. Matthew Stafford's going to be this. He's going to be a quarterback that does so much better. He's going to be the final piece for the Rams to take their team to the Super Bowl and win it this time. They went to the Super Bowl two, three, two years ago in 2019 against Tom Brady and the Patriots. They lost it because Jerry Goff couldn't get it done. Matthew Stafford will. He may face Tom Brady in the AFC Championship game. He may face Russell Wilson. He may face Kyler Murray. He may face Aaron Rodgers. He may face a bunch of insane quarterbacks, and he may outperform them because he's that good. I mean, he's got two great wide receivers in Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Both of those guys are good, reliable. He's got a great tight end in Tyler Higby. Run after catch threat, power threat, you know, all the things. His running back situation is a little bit different. They've got Darnell Henderson and Cam Akers. Those two guys are kind of like a less hyped Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. That's where the Browns succeed in their game. It's because they've got 
a fast and a flashy and a strong and powerful. I mean, that's that's a really good combination. When you've got Darnell Henderson Jr. lined up on one side, Cam Akers on the other, I mean, if you just got Cam Akers, safeties are going to move back in case he breaks big and in case he breaks free big. But for Darnell Henderson, they're going to run to stop him at the line because they know that if they don't get enough numbers, he's just going to power through them. That's where the Browns succeed so much. It's because when they line up both running backs on either side, safeties don't know what to do. Cornerbacks don't know what to do. So, you know, they've got they've got good running backs, but I think that all of those running backs could probably do better. But their defense wins them games. They have the they had the number one defense in the league last year, and I think they're gonna replicate that this year. They've got Aaron Donald rushing. Like Three times in a row, he's gotten Defensive Player of the Year, I think. He's insane. 99, lines up in the middle, on the edge, as on the guards, powers through, strip sack. I mean, he's just so powerful. And then when he does get that pressure, but the quarterback manages to get that off, to get the ball off, he has to throw it maybe quicker than he wants to, but he's got a semi-open guy. Jalen Ramsey comes out of nowhere and picks it off because he's one of the best cornerbacks in the league. He's insane. He will make plays. Even if he doesn't get picks, he'll knock balls out on critical third and fourth downs. He will knock balls away on first, second, third, or fourth. He will get interceptions on any of those. He'll he'll do insane things that you will have never seen from a cornerback. He's a great cornerback. but teams have learned to work around him. He just needs to be better than those teams. They have a definite chance to make it to the playoffs. I think I see the Rams as a Super Bowl team now that they've got Matt Stafford. I see the Rams as a great team. I think they will be a great team. All right, now it's time for the Seahawks. The Seahawks have a good team. I mean, quarterback-wise, they've got Russell Wilson. He's really good. He's... A dominant pass threat. He's one of the most accurate deep passers in the league. He's one of the most accurate passers in the league, period. Also, he can use his legs and throw on the run accurately. He's a great quarterback. Quarterback, excuse me. He's got Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, and Lamar Jackson types style. I mean, all of them, all of them combined. He came before Patrick Mahomes and, and Lamar Jackson. Came after Tom Brady, but came before Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. He's got, like, the magic ability to put the ball right where he wants it, like Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. He's got the speed to run around and outside of the pocket and over the line of scrimmage for, like, 10 yards if he needs to, like Lamar Jackson. And he's got the ability to run and throw really accurately, like Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's just got a great range of skill set. And as a defense, you have to respect that. I mean, he plays behind the the league's, one of the league's worst offensive lines and still manages to get, what, 4,000 pass yards a game? No, sorry, not a game. 4,000 pass yards a year? He's really good. 
He should have gotten MVP last year. He was who I had picked out for MVP. He was so good. He brought his team all the way to like a 14-2 and record. Sorry, no, 12-4 and record. He brought his team to a 12-4 and record in the playoffs last year. That's a great record. And then he loses to the Rams in the playoffs because Aaron Donald gets to him. I mean, can't have everything you want, right? But still, he should have been MVP. They named Aaron Rodgers MVP instead because Aaron Rodgers brought his team to the, the NFC Championship game. But honestly, anyone who's got Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones on their team can bring their team to the playoffs. He shouldn't have gotten that. DK Metcalf's good, but not that good. Tyler Lockett's good, but not that good. Chris Carson's good, but not nowhere near that good. I mean, he should be given more credit than he did. So, I think he should have been MVP. But, Chris Carson, he's a good running back. He's a power back. He'll run through you. He's a good fourth down back. He's reliable. DK Metcalf, he's got the speed and release burst that's really good. T- uh, Tyler Lockett, he's a huge deep threat. You get him into some space. I mean, the best receiver to have with the most accurate deep throwing quarterback in the league is a receiver that can run great deep routes, routes and get and get free from from cornerbacks and safeties. He runs right through them to get way up there where Russell Wilson can drop it right in right between his numbers for a touchdown. He's just so good. Then you're tied in Greg Olson. He's okay. He's definitely someone that Russell Wilson can give it to you if DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett aren't open. I think that Tyler Lockett is definitely the better receiver than DK Metcalf. But DK Metcalf definitely is like huge in the red zone. It started out he was huge in the red zone. So teams were like double teaming him in the red zone, which left Tyler Locka open. So I think that they have a great team on offense. I think that they have a legit playoff team. Maybe not Super Bowl. I don't think I see them as Super Bowl. I think they need a better defense first. Uh, I mean, their defense is good. I mean, they've got strong safety, uh, Jamal Adams. He's really good. I mean, he's really good. And then they've got um, the only person left of the Legion of Boom. Uh, in the, the the Seahawks Legion of Boom was like a really great defense with Richard Sherman, Bobby Wagner. And now Bobby Wagner's the only one left in that Legion of Boom that's still in Seattle. Richard Sherman right now is, I don't know where he is. He's cycling around. But, I mean, he's a really good middle linebacker. He will shack rackle you. He will hit you so hard that the ball pops free. He's a really good player. It's just whether or not he can get you in open space. If he can't, then you're just going to fall to the ground. He's not that great. He's old. He's still good, but he's old. Uh, I think that they get a get a good dominant pass rusher. They will probably be the Super Bowl team. That's their missing piece for a Super Bowl. The Rams got their missing piece for a Super Bowl quarterback. 
The Cardinals got their missing piece for, for the Super Bowl, a good wide receiver. Or actually, more specifically, a few good wide receivers. So their missing piece for the Super Bowl is a rusher, a good dominant rusher. All right, last but not least, we've got the San Francisco 49ers. Poor 49ers. <laughs> I mean, two years ago, when their team was fully healthy, stayed healthy through the entire season, they went to the Super Bowl. They gave Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs a scare for a little bit until Patrick Mahomes came back and beat them. But still. And now they've got... And then the next year, they get... Injury after injury after injury after injury. Jimmy Garoppolo went. Raheem Mostert, Nick Bosa, Richard Sherman, George Kittle. The all the, the guys that were huge. I mean, huge. In the um in the 49ers play playing game playing. All got injured. I mean, their backup quarterback was crap. Nick Mullins had only two thousand. Two and a half thousand yards, and he went one for one pass, uh, passing touchdowns to interceptions. He had no rushing touchdowns. I mean, he had twelve passing touchdowns and twelve interceptions. He sucked. And you know, they went from the second best team in the NFL to one of the worst this year. They were awful because all their guys were injured. I mean. This year, Nick Bosa proved to be a great pass rusher. Raheem Bosa proved to be a great running back. Jimmy Garoppolo proved to be a really a, a decent quarterback. Their wide receivers proved to be pretty good. Debo Samuel and uh, Brandon Ayuk proved to be really good. Their tight end, George Kittle, he set a record, and then he got injured. All of that blown away with a hyperextended knee and an ankle injury. If he can stay healthy, he'll be the biggest part in their offense, George Kittle. If it's only him and Nick Mullins, I mean, Nick Mullins will just throw it to him. George Kittle will be big boy and knock and knock the defenders over. If he can get consistent first downs, that's all they need him to do. He's also fast, which is good. But their defense could definitely use some work. Um, I'm pretty sure this year that they don't have Richard Sherman anymore. So that significantly lowers their uh their cornerbacks. But they've got Fred Warner and they've got uh Nick Bosa. Both those guys are good. I mean they're good players. If Nick Bosa stays healthy, he'll be dominant. If Nick, if Fred Warner stays healthy, he'll be dominant. If Raheem Mostert stays healthy, he'll be dominant. It's all about the health. Their missing piece for the Super Bowl is health. That's what that's what you saw got that got them to the um the Super Bowl. And also, like, even if Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt, guess who comes in and plays for him? Trey Lance, number three pick out of North Dakota State. Who is a beast? Running and throwing a beast. He's so good. I mean, in college at least, he was so good. He played his heart out on every play. He was good. He played well. He made it. He was like a Division two or three college. 
gets picked number three overall. That's great for a Division II free college quarterback. That's great. This is just a great quarterback, an underrated quarterback as a rookie. I think he will be. Or maybe he'll be a bust to just shut out. I don't know. He'll definitely get some time in San Francisco because he got picked number three overall. Um, I think that definitely right now it's a battle between him and Jimmy G to who's going to get the start. In the preseason, Trey Lance has definitely thrown, uh, shown some skill with the ball. He threw an 80-yard touchdown pass against the Chiefs. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. It's all about the health. If they can stay healthy, they go to the Super Bowl, they might even have a chance to win it. I don't see them as a playoff team this year because their guys keep getting hurt. I don't think they will, but if their guys stay healthy, they should definitely go to the playoffs. Or maybe the Seahawks, the Rams, and the Cardinals are just beat them out. I don't think that'll happen if they stay healthy, but I don't expect them to stay healthy. I would not bet anything on the 49ers going to the Super Bowl this year, much less the playoffs. So... All right, that is it for the NFC West and this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you guys next time. Goodbye.